What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Press This, the WordPress community podcast featuring exclusive content and interviews with leaders in the WordPress community, covering everything from development to integrating your digital marketing strategy with WordPress. Join host David Vogelpohl of WP Engine and special guests from across the community as they keep you up to speed on the latest advancements in WordPress. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on WMR. This is your host, David Vogelpohl. I support the WordPress community through my role at WP Engine, and I love to bring the best of the community to you here every week on Press This. As a reminder, you can follow me on Twitter at WPDavidV. You can subscribe to Press This on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or download the latest episodes at WMR.FM. In this episode, we're going to be talking about content strategies that drive marketing and sales team results. And joining me for this conversation is Mr. Danny Lazell of Azo Network. Danny, welcome to Press This. Hey, David. Great to be here. Thank you for having me today. Awesome. Glad you're here. And for everyone listening, what Danny's going to talk to us about is his thoughts on getting customer insights from sales reps. Um, to help drive content strategy, how to leverage data in your content strategy, um, activating your sales team to help them use and share your content, and how all of that connects um, to the user experiences within the WordPress sites that you build. Um, I, I think this is great. I, I feel like a lot of folks building sites and content campaigns to support sales teams um, kind of just like almost like go SEO fishing. I'm going to make some content and hope we get some leads. Um, so I think it's really good to dive into this today. Uh, Danny, to kick us off, I'm going to ask you the same question I ask every guest. Briefly tell me your WordPress origin story. Sure. Well, it started when I, I took over the marketing for a private educational organization a while back now. Um, and they needed to update and develop their overall digital marketing strategy. And one of the things was a real focus was there was the website needed to be modernized. It was very out of date. Hadn't really been looked at much uh, since it had first been built. 
Now this had been built on WordPress and I project managed the overhaul of this site. And during that process, I really got into, really got into um, what the, the website freelancer was doing and really got interested in the process. So I did what a lot of what people in the community do. I headed straight to YouTube uh, and to the blogs and to the forums, started to learn as much as I could about WordPress and the plugins, and then took that knowledge and started designing a few sites for myself and then eventually build out clients' websites for them uh, in a variety of different industries. At this point, I was digital marketing. I was a digital marketing freelancer. And one of the clients I had at the time was Azo Network. There came an opportunity to join them full time, uh, which I was really keen to do. Once I joined them, the, the team's using WordPress to design uh, the websites for the clients. So the WordPress journey uh, very much continues Awesome. That's a pretty cool origin story, kind of trial by fire, getting getting looped in there to project manage this overhaul. It's kind of interesting to hear you kind of learn more about it along the way, start building sites for other or yourself and then others, eventually leading you to your role with Azo Network. Um, can you tell me a little bit about what Azo Network does? Yeah, absolutely. And just before I do that, just uh, good to say that the first website I built for myself was absolutely terrible. So it really was uh, an interesting journey and uh, the, the learning and the sort of the content available on the, on the internet was amazing for, for helping me along that journey. Now, Azo Network is, um, so we have a number of industry specific websites within the science, engineering and healthcare space. So we have websites such as Azo Materials, Azo Life Sciences, Azo Robotics, and so on. And we create content and client profiles for these sites. Now, the last count, we were looking at uh, the last year about 100 million visitors, unique visitors per year. So it's a really big audience. And as part of that, as well as having that audience, we also offer a full range of digital marketing services, including web design, webinars video creation, email marketing, et cetera, all within the science, engineering, and healthcare spaces. So you have this content network in a sense, but you also offer design and web development services. Who, who do you offer that to? So to the, to the people who are, um, to the clients who showcase their product profiles on our other websites. So the websites within the company are very much content focused. So they're informative, they're educational pieces, and then that attracts a large audience, which then uh, attracts the companies who sell products in these particular spaces who want to then advertise or have their product profiles on these websites. Very interesting. So kind of this content focus for the core of the business, but then supporting the businesses you work with by also providing them with their web development and design needs. And that's a very uh, interesting backstory to think about it in this way relative to our, our kind of context today, which is around content strategies and specifically those you know, designed to, to help support a sales team. So I kind of want to transition now um, into that. And, and, and by the way, Danny, my first WordPress site was also awful. So you, you were <laughs> not alone in that. Um, but to kind of get to the topic at hand, like what do brands get wrong typically when crafting content strategies to support sales teams? Like obviously you have a good point of view from, from Azo network, but like in the typical case you see, like, what do you think people are doing wrong? Like why should it be done differently? Yeah, sure. So I think something that we see a lot of 
in the space I'm working at the moment is the mindset that we've always done it one way, so we'll stick to that. Um, and when it stops working, we'll we'll blame other reasons rather than looking internally at our strategy and and not being flexible to to change that. Now, over the last year, that's become less easy to to do because the lockdown, the national lockdowns all over the world have forced companies who haven't pivoted previously to make that change to adapt their digital strategy. The ones who were already in this place have been more successful than the ones who have been catching up. So we've seen a lot of that in the space. So the mindset of not being able to pivot quickly is definitely one that can that can damage your organization in a very quickly developing digital world. So when I think that gets it wrong when it comes from the overall strategy side of things, when it comes to the creation aspects, and what the big thing is you either crafting content for yourself or what you think the business wants rather than what it is that the the customers are looking for so we touch on it um briefly in the last so we create product profiles for companies and some companies really want to push content that focuses on their products and everything uh, how amazing they are and yes you should buy it now whereas we try to steer them towards more educational content that's going to uh, help the people looking at it to learn about your product to become more confident with you as an organization to gain trust and build that trust between the two parties and then build long-term relationships that are going to become more profitable and then the final thing that i think uh, a lot of people do is and i think you mentioned it in your introductory notes is that people write purely for seo reasons yes it's important that you uh, appear high up in the search rankings but if you write based only on what an algorithm is thinking and not for a human being, then once someone gets on your site, there's going to be little intent or little action taken from reading a piece that's been purely written for the basis of appearing high up on search ranking. So those are the sort of the main, um, the main problems that we see and what brands tend to get wrong. Do you, you mentioned like not doing things the way you've always done them and how that can be problematic. And you talked about it like, maybe not reacting when something stops working. Do you find that another mistake folks make is not tracking that it's working at all? Like not tracking their leads properly, not focusing their efforts based on outcomes? Is that also one of the things you think brands get wrong? So not in our experience. So we're very big on making sure that companies know what's working well for them because then we want to scale that up and uh, and put the budgets in the places where it's working. So it's not something we see often, but it's definitely an element that can it can uh, can be nice, particularly with smaller companies who perhaps don't have the resources to have the have the software in house that's going to help them with their attribution and things like that. So not something we see often, but with smaller companies, I can definitely see it being an issue. So by the time you get to it, that's not necessarily a problem. But you know folks kind of sticking with ways they've always done things, even if they've stopped working, not being able to pivot quickly, um, creating content for yourself, focusing on your products and services and not on educating your customers on the topics that surround that. And then kind of writing purely for SEO reasons, it sounds like, and that's a great batch of things. I think people in my view certainly have gotten wrong um, when thinking about their SEO strategy. I think tracking the results also stands out for me personally. Um, but it sounds like in, in how y'all engage with brands is not, not a big part of what you're seeing. 
Um, so next, I really want to dive into you know how content works in terms of driving a sales team. Um, but we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more Press This in just a moment. Ready to do a podcast for your business? Make that podcast elevate to enterprise level. Let webmasterradio.fm expedite and execute your podcast to build your brand and broaden your customer base. Webmasterradio.fm has worked with the world's biggest tech brands, Google, Yahoo, and Bing, and have worked with fast-growing brands like ShipStation and GoDaddy. Now it's your turn. Contact brasco at wmr.fm and rush your enterprise-level podcast into production at a very reasonable rate. Email brasco at wmr.fm. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. Let's press forward with more Press This, only on webmasterradio.fm. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on WMR. This is your host, David Vogelpohl. We're in the middle of our interview with Danny Lazell talking about content strategies that drive marketing and sales team results. Um, before the break, Danny, you were sharing a little bit about the mistakes you think brands make when thinking about their content strategy overall. Um, so my next question is like, what are your thoughts on including sales teams directly in the content strategy process? Are they just going to like recommend that you feature your own products and, and call sales right away? Like, is it helpful to bring them into that process? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I think it's absolutely essential that you've got a really good relationship between your sales and marketing team and that you're both singing off the same hymn sheet. I mean, our primary job as marketers, not just within ASO, but in general, is to make life as easy as possible for salespeople so that when they start to have the conversations with the prospects, they're already informed about us. They already know the value that we can bring to the organization. The sales team are pushing on open doors rather than banging their head against, uh, against a closed door. So they their insights are so important because they're speaking with clients on a daily basis they are the face of many organizations they're on the front line they get the questions or the problems that that your prospects are experiencing or that your current client base are experiencing and all these insights provide you with amazing fuel to to develop your content marketing strategy so one example from a recent uh, a recent client meeting was they were reporting to our sales guys that their site uh, user average time on page was really really low. Um, they were generating loads of traffic, but then people weren't staying on the site. So first of all, great that they are generating the traffic. So something's going right in their in their strategy. But what can we do now to help them to improve their their user experience overall? So we wrote a blog piece about user experience how um getting them there is just for the first part of the of the journey and then once they're there how the things you can do to develop your uh 
your sort of flow, your your customer flow and your customer journey throughout your website so that they get what they're looking for and they can you can also get them to take an action that's going to help your business. Yeah, I don't think I could um, su- uh, support that statement anymore, Danny. I feel like, you know, this is one of the holes that I personally see with content teams, um, also with product teams for that matter, um, really not spending enough time with, with those frontline sellers. Um, I liked how you talked about how your content strategy should be making life as easy as possible for those sale- sellers. And you know, I know a lot of folks will think of content strategy as a way to generate leads, but I, lo- I loved how you talked about, you know, kind of like in this sense, softening the ground, or as you put it, you know, pushing on an open door, right? They've already learned about the topic. They've already learned perhaps how your products help solve that need. And um, by the time your sales folks are, are speaking with someone that you've reached through your content, um, they're really just completing that story. And if you don't involve them in the story, then, then that won't flow, I'm guessing, as well as if, if they were. Um, I also liked how you kind of called out the problems that customers might be having that, that sellers are exposed to, um, you know, thinking about it through the lens of like, well, what problems are they trying to solve for in their business? Um, how is their experience with the product going now? And, and what are the areas that, that potentially can be improved? Um, and I, I think that was really insightful as well. So on to my next question. Um, sounds like, yes, good to involve sales teams. Check. <laughs> uh, got it. Uh, next one is, do you encourage salespeople to actually use the content you create in their selling? Or is it really only for getting people through the door and like, um, you know, having the pushing on an open door is it more for that or are they also using it like in pitch collateral sure so we like to be as efficient as possible so we're using the the sales team to help us with our content marketing but then we also want them to be a big part of the distribution so i think it's sometimes a um a distribution channel that's often forgotten about and it can be really really effective so we're lucky our team at azo are especially good at using content to build relationships through educating the prospects, as we've mentioned previously. And the benefits of this is that it builds a long-term uh, relationship with that lead, which will hopefully lead to an increased lifetime value of that customer, which is what the end game is. So a couple of examples that uh, spring to mind of how, how they do this and how our sales team are involved in using content for selling. We have a webinar series that we're running at the moment about digital marketers, about digital marketing within the space that we operate. We have prospect, well, we had a prospect who came to one of our sales team talking about potentially taking on a webinar package with us, but they're a little unsure about certain aspects, whether it was right for them or not. So instead of pushing at the things and really going back to them saying, you have to buy now, here's, here's, a, here's a discount, go, go, go. Apart from going away from that hard sale, they shared a link with them and say, look, we've got this webinar coming up in a couple of weeks about how you can use webinars. Go ahead and that, register for that, attend it, ask any questions you have, and hopefully you'll be able to come back to me afterwards feeling much more comfortable, much more confident about this, this project. So they did, and then it comes back to us as marketers to then make sure that this, uh, this prospect is well taken care of, they have all their problems resolved for them, 
And then hopefully at the end of the month, when this webinar has been, they'll go back to the sales team feeling much more comfortable about the projects and fingers crossed the sale will be secured. Another, another way we're looking at distribution through the sales team is that we've calculated that between the sales and marketing team, we've got a rough network of around 15,000 on LinkedIn. And that's a team of about 10, 10 people or so. A large number of that audience is going to be really relevant to our overall business goals. So we're trying to create a internal comms process at the moment where the marketing team creates the content and be that video images or polls or whatever, uh, creates the copy, writes the copy for them, have it in one place so the sales team can easily get it. They can share it to their network and hopefully help us with our brand awareness. We've got to remember that sales teams are really busy. Their primary goal is to, to bring in the business, bring in the money. So if we can make these processes as easy as possible for them to help us distribute the content, then they're going to be far more willing to do it than if we say, oh yeah, could you, uh, could you share this occasionally? It has to be very specific and uh, yeah, you really emphasize the importance and make it as easy as possible for them and, uh, and they'll, you'll get much better results. So you're leveraging your sellers to help amplify your content to attract new prospects. That makes sense and I'm sure they're really incentivized to do that. And then it also sounds like with the content strategy, you're focusing on enabling specific parts of the sales process. Now it sounded very, very serendipitous and um, inception-like, uh, the <laughs> webinar about webinars to talk about the webinar package. Um, but the idea there is that you had content, this was, was serendipitous in terms of the timing, but I'm guessing from your content repository, sellers are kind of picking and choosing pieces of content that might help educate their prospects on a particular topic um, along the way, whether it be a uh, conveniently timed webinar or I'm guessing like a PDF from your content repository. Is that about absolutely. right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the webinar on webinars about the webinar package is, yeah, it's a convenient example that's happened, uh, is happening at the moment. But we also have, um, we take all of our solutions that we offer we have a spreadsheet with our sort of three best performing pieces of content um, in that. So the sales team can jump in, they can take that and they can share it if they're in the middle of any sort of conversation, ongoing conversation. So like I said, make it as easy as possible for them and they'll be a really effective channel for distributing the content. Yeah, I feel like that's really interesting to think of the role between content and sellers in that context, because I feel like sellers in general are great with objection handling and, and generally educating, but not really truly deeply educating. And I feel like that's a place where content creators can really stand out. And if you can combine that, because again, handling an objection is one thing, but handling ignorance is a totally different thing. Um, you know, it does feel like the combination of those two together would, would be really powerful. Um, my next set of questions is in my next question in particular is around data, um, but we're going to take one more break and we'll be right back. Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more press this in just a moment. Here's the truth you need to know about podcasting. The biggest problem you face right now as a future podcaster is the myth that it takes an enormous amount of time or effort to produce a high quality professional podcast. Luckily for you, there's a solution to your problem. If you're an online marketer who really needs to grow an audience of buyers but can't do all the heavy lifting alone, then here's the solution you're looking for. Introducing the DFY Podcasting System. 
Here's what you get. 30 minutes of one-on-one training. A weekly podcast for you or your company. Distribution to almost every podcast portal. An embeddable player for your website. An ebook called How to Podcast, created for WMR.FM show hosts. And much, much more. And best of all, you'll start seeing results with the DFY podcast system within a couple of weeks. You're just one podcast away from growing brand awareness and engagement in your business. Log on to podcast.wmr.fm and sign up for a deeply discounted rate today. That's podcast.wmr.fm. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Let's press forward with more Press This, only on webmasterradio.fm. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on WMR. We're in the middle of our episode covering content strategies that drive marketing and sales results. Uh, Right before the break, Danny, you were sharing a little bit about how sales folks will amplify uh, the content in your content campaigns as well as use them in their sales process. Um, You'd mentioned to me that you like to use data in your content strategy. I mean, I think uh, hopefully most people do. Um, (laughs) But how do you do that? Are you looking at like the sales team KPI, like things like users and form fills and Google Analytics? Like what is your approach on the data side? So first of all, primarily, we use the the data that we've got to help create our ideal customer profiles and our buying personas. Once we've got those in place, we will use data to formulate our communication plans. So one example at the moment is that we are starting to promote our new analytics or our updated analytics software. And the data from across our network is showing us that only 3% of site visitors are identifiable sales qualified leads. So that little quote there is going to be our main talking point for this particular campaign, our main talking point for when the sales team are talking to prospects. And it's going to be the heart of everything we do content wise in the initial phase of this campaign. Uh, Another thing that we do is we, we look to learn from anyone who engages with our content and marketers should be learning all the time, I believe. So if someone downloads an ebook or registers for a webinar, uh, completes some sort of data capture or magnet form, then we'll ask them what is their, just a simple question, what is their biggest digital marketing challenge? So you're kind of following your nose then as it relates to the data and orchestrating your campaigns based on what the data is showing you. So in that example, you kind of identified the profile of the person you were targeting, the persona, then you targeted what you felt was a hole in the KPI, and then you orchestrated your campaign to address that hole, or you know, I guess in other cases, improve something working well. And that's how your philosophy works there. Now you talked about how you might be modifying the forms based on kind of enriching the profiles in that example. And I think that's a nice segue to my next question, which is, 
how do you approach all of this um, from the UI and UX perspective uh, relative to content campaigns in WordPress and maybe like particularly around CTAs? Like, what does this look like when you go modify the WordPress experience for the sites you manage? Sure. So again, this is really important. It goes back to what we've been saying about everything to do with the customer journey. We're trying to provide site visitors with an enjoyable experience and take them on a journey where they can get or they can get what they're looking for as easily as possible and take the next steps, whatever that may be, on whatever position they are in the buying process. So if we take a top of funnel blog piece as an example, we don't just want to provide a large amount of information in a condensed format format that's difficult to read. We want to make sure that for the reader who's going to skim read it or read it on their mobile, that there's nice formatting. So we'll include shorter paragraphs, images, infographics, videos, anything, snippets from podcasts, anything that can provide a better overall experience. And then another thing that you mentioned there is that we want to strategically position our calls to action and what they look like once they've been clicked. It's really great, a great experience for a prospect. If they can click on a call, a book, a demo, or a speak to our team call to action, and it takes them to your calendar so they can book a time within your calendar that fits with them. This shows that you appreciate their time and that you taking that you really care about getting their business. So little things like this. Some will say that, yeah, if you do that, then these leads aren't on, they turn out not to be great leads. Then you're just wasting people's time. If that becomes the case, then you can put in some sort of lead scoring, but uh, it's an interesting, it's an interesting way of giving the power to the customer, giving them the power to book a time that suits them, a very specific time that suits them. The final thing in terms of CTAs and user experience is whether or not you gate content. So uh, it's something, I know we've talked a lot about data and capturing data, but it's something to think about. And it's a conversation that we're having at the moment. How many opportunities to educate prospects are you losing because you ask for an email address before they can read your ebook or white paper? Uh, And on the other hand, are you willing to lose the data and the insights that the registration question provides. So if your WordPress site is set up to capture that information, perhaps have a think about using a different different strategy, providing all your, your content for free without any sort of gate and see how that impacts your overall uh, your overall traffic and the leads you generate after all. But sorry, I was just gonna say David, in general it's it's about um I like the idea of having your website optimized for each experience so that when the user the user can find and do what exactly they're looking for as easily as possible, regardless of what part of the customer journey they're on. Well, I love that focus and this particularly on the user journey. I know uh, you really touched on some really important things there. I like the notion about paying attention to the reading styles of those that might be reading your content and providing optionality for them. Um, strategically thinking about your CTAs. I loved the debate and what you covered there on gating or not gating content. Uh, the basis of monetization on the web, I, I always describe as the balance between suffering and joy, the joy <laughs> of reading content, the suffering of maybe filling out a form or giving your credit card, but um, really, really poignant thoughts to end on. Um, Danny, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks, David. It's been great to be here. Thanks for having me. So glad to have you here. If you'd like to learn more about what Danny's up to and maybe learn some cool science stuff, you can visit azonetwork.com, azonetwork.com. Thanks everyone for listening to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on WMR. 
Again, this is your host, David Vogelpohl. I support the WordPress community through my role at WP Engine, and I love to bring the best of the community to you here every week on Press This. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.